This episode of the Mighty Parenting Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses Plus. Let's face it, moms and dads, there are things our kids need to learn that just aren't taught in school. Things like cooking, investing, self-defense, personal data management, digital media literacy, dealing with stress, and so much more. It's our responsibility as parents to make sure they learn these things, but we may not feel qualified or able to teach them. However, The Great Courses Plus is definitely qualified. They use professors and instructors from the top schools and institutions. And all those topics that I mentioned that our kids need to learn, those are courses available on The Great Courses Plus. So whether you're looking for traditional subjects, something fun, or these important life skills, you'll find it on The Great Courses Plus. Just go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash mightyparenting and get our offer for unlimited access to their entire library for free. You can check it out and see all they have at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash mightyparenting and sign up today. This episode of the Mighty Parenting Podcast is sponsored by Inward Bound Mindfulness Education, IBME. IBME provides in-depth mindfulness programs for teens and young adults, programs that help our kids learn awareness, compassion, and concentration practices. And IBME's mindfulness practices help to develop essential skills in our kids, things such as deep listening skills, self-awareness, and communication. And now they're offering their most popular courses online again this fall. They're offering Celebration and Restoration for Communities of Color, Our Time is Now, Meditation is Support for White Anti-Racist Action, and Contemplative Climate Leadership for Youth. These courses not only teach mindfulness practices, they help teens apply them, and they also create a community for our teens to learn in and work with. You can learn more and register at ibme.com, ibme.com. Enter your email to stay updated on new course offerings, then click Fall Courses Are Here to register for any of these popular courses. Welcome to Mighty Parenting, the podcast with real, raw, and relevant talk about raising teens and parenting young adults. Welcome to Mighty Parenting, a community where we help you raise teens and parent 20-somethings so they can become happy, successful, and emotionally healthy adults. I'm Sandy Fowler, stress relief coach, emotional wellness speaker, and host of the Mighty Parenting Podcast. Quick reminder to head over to MightyParenting.com and get your free email series on communicating with your teen. Want to make sure that you guys don't miss out on that. So I talk to a lot of parents. I talk to parents who are facing frustrations. And one of the big frustrations I hear about is that they're having problems with their team because their child isn't really trying in school or they aren't making progress on deciding on a career path or they aren't filling out college applications. And it's frustrating and scary for us as parents when we see our kids not not trying in our in our view because we know that they need to try. They need to put forth effort to not only be happy and well, but someday they will need to work and put food on the table. And, and we want them to be happy doing that or to have something beyond their work that makes them happy. We don't want to watch them struggle. And that trajectory that they're on scares us. In addition to that, we're seeing one in three of our kids suffering from anxiety disorders. And many of our other kids are dealing with a high level of anxiety, even if it's not at the level of being a disorder. Well, 
as we've discovered in past podcast episodes here on Mighty Parenting, there is often an underlying reason for our kids to be doing what they're doing or not doing what they need to be doing. Helping us understand this today and what might be their underlying reason for procrastination and lack of enthusiasm is Tim Klein. Tim is director of the True North program at Boston College. He's an award-winning school counselor and a licensed clinical therapist who is also coaching individuals and small groups. So Tim, welcome to Mighty Parenting. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Tim, we hear a lot of people going, find your passion, focus on your passion, and you'll never work another day. You must work in your passion. If you work in your passion, the money will follow. Help your child find their passion. And as a parent, honestly, it's a frustrating message. So one of the things that struck me is that in your work, while I get there's tangential connection, you're not talking about passion. You're talking about purpose. You focus your work on purpose. Why did you choose to do that? Yeah, that's a good question. I do want to, I, I love your thought on passion and I totally agree with that as well. I guess, I think I got into this work. So yeah, I'm at LCSW. So I was a clinician. I worked as the national outreach director of a, of a nonprofit that was doing mentoring with low-income first-gen students. And then I transitioned to become a school counselor at a large, high-performing high school in Boston, Massachusetts. And I say this because I've worked with students who are incredibly high-performing, incredibly low-performing. I've also worked with students who were um, very high socioeconomic class. I've worked with students who are middle-income, blue-collar. I've worked with low-income students. And over my career, I noticed that some students were just thriving. They were working incredibly hard. They were incredibly resilient. They had a lot of challenges in their lives, but they seemed to have this inner strength to overcome these challenges. And this question I had in the back of my head all the time was, why are some students thriving in their lives, working incredibly hard when others aren't? And to me, it didn't sometimes matter how much money their family had, whether their families went to college, their socioeconomic status. There was something different there. And so that question really has been in the back of my mind my entire career. And then I found this research. I partnered with Harvard University and Boston College when I was working as a school counselor. And I started working with experts in the field of youth purpose. When I found this research on purpose, that when students had a sense of purpose in their life that was education dependent, meaning they knew how doing well in school was going to help them fulfill that purpose, they were doing better in school, they were more engaged, they were thriving in ways that their peers were not. And to me, that made everything I was seeing in the field really click. That's really interesting. So when you say education-based purpose, what might that look like? Like what would, might be education-based purpose for our kids? Yeah, I mean, it, that can come in a variety of ways. I think it might be helpful just to give the definition of what purpose is because there's actually... Even when I say that word purpose, there's a lot of misinformation about what purpose is. So I use the definition of purpose that was defined by Dr. Bill Damon, who is the direct, the, he directs the Center on Adolescent Research at Stanford University, and his partner, Dr. Kendall Cotton Bronk, who's out of Claremont University. And youth purpose is defined as a person who has a stable and generalized intention, which is just a fancy way of saying a long-term goal or aspiration that's both personally meaningful. So it, it feels personally meaningful, important for me to do it, 
but at the same time, it benefits the world beyond the self. So not only is it something that I personally want to do, but that I feel deep in my bones that if I'm pursuing this goal, it's going to have a positive impact on another person, on my community, on the world in general. So it really, purpose needs to have those three ingredients. So long-term goal or direction, personally meaningful, benefits the world beyond the self. And that becomes education dependent. So if I can see how doing well in school serves as a stepping stone to achieving that purposeful goal, that actually changes my purpose with school completely. So let's just say that um, I'm a student and I want to go, I'll just say it because I'm a social worker. I want to go be a social worker who helps women who are overcoming domestic violence abuse. If that's what I know I want to do, I know that I need to go to get my degree as a social worker. So when I'm sitting there, and so if that's personally meaningful to me, meaning I can deeply connect with people, I can actively listen, and I feel that working with this person is going to make their lives better, that's a purposeful goal. And so if I have a you know, 17-year-old young woman who wants to be a social worker, when she's sitting in Algebra 2 and she's studying for this test, She's not studying for an Algebra 2 test. She's taking the next step she needs to to pursue a goal that is very, very important for her. So it changes the relationship that we have with school, which changes the motivation that we use to get through um, the academic schedule. That's really interesting to me because in my work in stress relief and emotional wellness and trauma, we learn that not all stress is bad for us. So me as a business owner, self-employed entrepreneur, pick whichever title you want. When I decide that I want to say, create a small coaching group to help moms who are stressed out or overwhelmed. Yeah. I have to go learn tech and I have to learn some accounting basics and I have to learn some other things that I really don't necessarily want to learn in and of themselves. But it doesn't, the stress of having to learn that doesn't bother me because the whole time it's not, oh, I'm going to learn to build a website. Oh, isn't that exciting? I don't care about building a website, but I really care about how that website helps my people. So mm-hmm. I'm, even though there's some stress associated with it, I'm excited about it. And I guess in my mind, I started tying that back into, you know, you said um, when I looked at your work before and some of the communications we've had, you talked about how having purpose can actually reduce anxiety in our kids. And this kind of started showing me that link as well. Not only will they have reason and motivation to deal with the school stuff and hopefully do, you know, well or live up to their potential in the school stuff, but that they won't have that stress and anxiety around it. Is that what you've seen as well? Yeah, I think it's, again, it's, yeah, and uh, you're the expert in it. And I told, and so I'm really curious to hear what you think. But um, yeah, I actually, the big thing about purpose is that it's not so, you're right, it's not so much about reducing stress. It's, it's more about stress can be incredibly, incredibly motivating. So when we feel like we have the resources we need to overcome the stress, we actually see stress as the thing that we need. It's the fuel that we need to get done really, really important goals to push us to become our best selves. And so a purposeful student, the big thing about purpose, purposeful people, the research shows they don't have 
less stress and adversity in their lives. They actually, a lot of the times, they have more stress and adversity because they have big goals that they're committing to. But one, they don't see that stress as a bad thing. They see it as something necessary that they need to help them achieve their goals. And that's because that purpose is, or that stress is tied to a more noble goal. So they understand exactly why they're going to endure that stress, endure the anxiety, because they see the light at the end of the tunnel at which they're trying to pursue. And the danger is, in the work on research, it's the danger is not stress. The danger is meaninglessness tied to stress. So if we have a young person who's super stressed out and they ask themselves, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself under so much stress? And when they don't have a good answer to that, that's when stress could get really out of control and dangerous. Interesting. Okay, so it's agree not stress. Or agree or disagree? I'm curious to hear on your end. Or So I agree that stress can be motivating and that that can change everything and that it does physiologically change the way it impacts our bodies. Mm. What I have seen in, in some of the young people is that so stress around very much tied to their purpose will be like that. And they have other stresses. And so I just want parents to understand that having a purpose doesn't mean that just any stress in their life is not going to have an impact. It's mm -hmm. the stresses tied to them choosing to do things to live out that purpose to achieve their goals around that purpose but other stressors that come into their life can still negatively impact them so for I example think, yeah yeah no go, that's a great clarification you keep going so for example um i have a daughter who loves service and the rest of us watched her in college going you're totally crazy. She was in 11 different organizations. She was involved in, she wasn't just joining on paper. She was showing up to things. She was on the exec board for a few, um, always in terms of that organization's outreach into the community. And then president of the, their campus's student volunteer bureau, because that was important to her. So stress that came up around those organizations and activities were still generally motivating and positive for her. However, at the same time, she had a lot of stress happening through family and personal life. That stress had a detrimental effect on her health. And so there can be multiple things happening but I also, and this I can't prove by any stretch of the imagination, but I also believe that having that purpose of serving and volunteering and having an impact on the local community, I also believe that that helped her manage even the detrimental stresses mm -hmm. and that that gave her joy and the, mm -hmm. the joy of course balances things out and helps with that yeah i love that i would say just to add to it yeah so purpose is the motivation you know it's the deeper why behind why we're doing whatever we do and when we have that that serves as a buffer against the negative effects of stress but i think what you're talking about too which is a great point is that um to 
to really be able to deal with stress and adversity, we need to feel like our capacities and our resources, we have enough of it to overcome that stress. And when it feels like that stress is outside of our control, it, um, we don't have the capacities to deal with it. That's when it becomes a threat. And that's when it be can become more harmful. Yeah. So as parents, you know, we're looking at our kids and going, you're just floating along, you're floating <laughs> through life or you're fighting against everything. You know, maybe, maybe we have the child who is completely resistant to joining activities or participating well in them or doing school that they just aren't finding anything. Um, what, well, first I want to know, are there things that we as parents that you see us tending to do that actually prevents our kids from finding purpose. I'm kind of thinking about like, you know, overscheduling them so they don't even mm -hmm. have time to experiment and explore and try different things or not letting them quit things when it's not a fit. You know, we have this cultural idea of never ever quit. And I, I don't know if you've seen those things or other things prevent our kids from finding purpose. Yeah, I think the thing, the thing with purpose and it's the best part about it and also the most challenging is that you can't teach someone else what their purpose is. I, I can't tell you what your purpose is. I can't tell you what your daughter's purpose is. Purpose comes from, it comes from within each and every one of us. So it's not something I can, you can force your kid to go out and find. It has to organically come from them. The good part about it though is that students' sense of purpose, they already have it within them. Every single person has a sense of purpose, it's there. And what we need to do is uncover it. And so I would say to parents, a lot of the times we're, we're pushing them, we want them to be a quote unquote well-rounded student who's doing community service, is doing extracurricular activities, who's doing sports, not only to make them look like they can get into a good college, but hopefully, you know, it's throwing something against the wall to see what sticks. And really we want to, be giving students one i'd say the first thing to do is to figure out where is your student exhibiting sense of purpose in their life so where are they finding where are they focusing their energy and their time and their resources and that might be video games that might be TikTok, that might be social media that might be hanging out with their friends but wherever they are most engaged in their lives that is the area where you are going to find clues about what are the things in life that feel purposeful to them. Because in the research on purpose, essentially what it comes down to is that we all want to feel like we're part of a caring community that we are uniquely contributing to. So where is your kid finding their community? How are they contributing that to, to that community? All right. So you said look at where they're spending time and look for clues about what their purpose may be. And I'm just having a, a little bit of difficulty <laughs> with like, how do I pull clues from they're hanging out with friends or playing video games? Uh -huh. Help me with that. <laughs> well, let's, let's do video games, right? So if you have a kid who's playing Fortnite or call of duty, um, I'm guessing there's a lot of parents right now whose kids are playing so many video games. The reason that they're playing so many video games is because these video game industries are tapping into these elements of purpose. So let me just go through and talk about the elements of purpose. So for something to be purposeful, there needs to be four ingredients of purpose. So one, 
Um, the first element of purpose is whatever we're doing, we need to feel like it aligns with our core values. Core values are just universal things. It, they're the things that we care for most in life. Um, that could be achievement, adventure, creativity, spirituality, community, social justice. You know, you can go look for lists of hu universal human values online and every single person can identify what their, their values are. And so the second part of it is uh, for something to be purposeful, we need to feel like we're using our unique strengths. We need to feel like we're bringing our, our best selves to something where we can be our best selves and meaningfully contribute to it. The third part is, is we need to feel like we are gaining and growing skills that we are that we want to learn and master. And the fourth part is we need to feel like we're making a positive impact in the world. We need to feel like whatever we're doing has some sort of significance and it's helping someone else in a different way. Um, so when we think about those four elements of purpose, values, using strengths, gaining skills, making a positive impact, Fortnite has mastered all of these skills. So the first part is when, when a person goes in, Fortnite became so popular because they made it, uh, you could play with any friend no matter what domain they were on. If they had an Xbox, PlayStation, phone, everyone could come together and it created this strong community. So one, your, your kids are getting a strong sense of community when they play Fortnite. Another thing that Fortnite does is they do a, a skills matching system. So you're never playing against someone who's super, super good. You're always playing against someone who, who is on your same level. So people feel like they can use their strengths and be competitive. And that game is unbelievable at helping people feel like they're learning and growing and gaining new skills. There's this very complex ranking system where you can see your own progression and feel like you're getting better. So these games are, they're using these elements of purpose to get kids so hooked. So what we want to do with Fortnite is get curious with your kids what is it about Fortnite that you like so much about it? Is it you get to hang out with your friends? You have a strong sense of community. Do you like learning new skills? Do you feel like this is a place in your life where you're really excelling? Like first understand their underlying motivations to play Fortnite and see if you can tease those out. And then the trick is, well, how can I take whatever they're getting from Fortnite and apply those things to different areas of their life? And I love that you gave us kind of almost a script because we can first ask them the open-ended question. What is it about Fortnite you like so much? And give them some time to think about it and answer you. And if you know that your child is an introverted thinker, that they like to take things in and process it, you can even say, you know, I was really curious about this. And if they don't come up with an answer right away, go, you know, take your time, think about it, but I'd like to talk about it this evening or tomorrow or whatever. And then if you're still not getting an answer or if you get the, the shrug, <laughs> then you can start in and help them think it through because they don't have a lot of those critical thinking skills. And so I love that you told us, then we can walk it through. Well, you know, do you think it's about getting better and growing skills or do you feel that you're impacting this group? And, and then you can say, well, and how, and what skills do you think you're growing? And and dig into some of that. And I, I love having that to guide us a little bit in this conversation. Yeah, and I just say one other practical thing there is um, 
one, go play the game with them. Be, become a beginner. Go in with curiosity. And if they're having trouble articulating it, go play with them or watch them and ask questions to like learn more about the world that they're living in to understand what they're getting out of it. Um, and another thing I like to do with students that I'm working with is if they're really good at something, if they have a lot of followers on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or they're really good at video games, ask them about what was their process for getting better? Like what were the strategies that they used to get really, really good at Fortnite or whatever? I asked this a couple days ago to a student I'm working with and he told me about there's this practice arena in Fortnite where he goes and you're not competing against anyone, but he'll go in there and he'll practice very specific moves and skills in the game to get better. So he's doing deliberate practice. And then he'll go online and he'll observe experts watching and playing and he'll take notes on other people who are playing the game to learn from them, which he'll take back for his own practice. So he's practicing, he's observing, and then he's actually playing the game and he's getting feedback and he's working on certain things to measure how he's doing. And so that right there, he could take deliberate practice, observing, asking for help, practicing, and he could apply that same skill set to school, to soccer, to any other domain that he's in. He could actually use those same principles that he was using in Fortnite to find success in other places. I get that. What <laughs> I'm missing is, yes, they could apply those skills to sports activities, academics. But how do we help them transition the, okay, I find purpose and meaning in playing Fortnite. How do we help them transition that out into the world more? You, you know, you said, look for some clues. You know, if they're looking for, if, if what they really love is community and working together on something, or if what they really love is building a skill set, how do we help them shift from the video game to real world? Yeah, great question. So I would say that it, we need to take a step back with our kids where I, d I don't want to speak for every single high school, but I've just noticed in high school and college, high school especially, high school is designed for college prep now. Everything we do in high school is designed to get us into the college that has the lowest acceptance rate. And so we're learning, not for learning's sake, but we're learning just to get into the best school because we think if we get into the best college, that's going to lead to a job that's going to afford us economic security. And that rationale makes a ton of sense. And it makes sense that, that families want to make sure our kids can be successful in the real world. And we're living in a world now where students are working harder in school than they've ever worked before. So students are taking more APs, they're doing more homework, they're matriculating to college at higher rates than any generation before them. And I think something that we've missed here is that we've missed stepping back and asking us and our students, why is it important to go to college at all? Why is, what do you hope college will achieve for you? What are these larger things that you care about? And so I think that the way we apply it in the real world is by stepping back and letting go of some of the academic rat race we're in and asking students, what is personally meaningful to you? What are your core values? What do you care about? And then on the other end, it's asking them about, remember, purpose is about something that's personally meaningful, but also it's about contributing to the world beyond the self. 
And so we need to be asking them, what problems do they care about in the world? What are they really worried about? What keeps them up at night? What gets them angry? Helping them identify problems that they care about, getting curious about why they care about those problems, and then working with them to think about how could they play a role in trying to contribute to solutions there. So it's really thinking about what is the positive impact they want to be making in general. And once we can understand these deeper motivations for students, then we start having conversations about how can doing well in school help you achieve these goals that you, are, you have identified for yourself. And it also, for kids who maybe school isn't their thing, and, and obviously, yes, we still want them to to do well as, as they can, but maybe that will always be kind of um, the hard side of it for them. We can also take the same information and go, okay, so how are you going to contribute to the solution? That can also encourage them to get into activities outside of school, which can help their self-esteem to help them help them feel better about themselves to help them have create and grow more self-love all things that we've heard from other guests are important to our children's emotional well-being and that will also help to uh, shore them up and make them feel good about whatever level they are doing in school at the same time i love that yeah it's just like it's setting them up to go do community service or join a club, not because doing that community service is gonna look good on their resume to get into a college, because that's an extrinsic motivator. That's not a purposeful motivation for doing it, but getting them to go and join a club or do an activity because they genuinely wanna do it just for the sake of doing it. That's the difference with purpose right there. Well, and that's an interesting thing when you were talking a couple minutes ago. I know that as I have conversations with my girls about their future or a situation they're in now, when we talk about their past and, and, and I'm trying to draw in examples for them of times that they've maybe solved problems before or where they have learned skills or where they've done something good, those examples are generally coming from they're outside of school activities. Sometimes mm. it's an academic thing, but most of the time it's coming from outside of school. And I know for myself, I always joke around and say that my college education was great and I appreciate it. And I often feel like the best learning process I got though was in the activities outside of academics. Mm hmm that's where I learned a lot of the soft skills. Not that the academics don't help. And, and I know that studying math changed the way my brain wired and helped me become a much better problem solver. However, that's usually not what we're going back to. So I, I love that these questions can lead them to that. So I just want to kind of go back through Tim and pick up some high points here. So purpose is something that we all innately have. And it's something that will help us to be happier and healthier. And it's not something that parents can push our kids to find. However, we can encourage our kids and help them uncover their purpose. And purpose is based in uh, values, their core values, finding and using their unique strengths, helping them feel like they're growing skills, 
and having a positive impact on the world. And so what we can do is we always talk about getting curious at Mighty Parenting. So I love that that's where you went. So we can get curious, watch what our kids are, are doing and where they're spending their time and where they seem to be happy. And then start talking to them about what it is that they like so much, what makes them feel good about spending time doing that. And then take that and extrapolate it to more real world examples and have asked them, you know, why is it, and if they're, um, if they are not seeing the connection between school, we can ask them, why is it important to go to college at all? Exactly. What it, and then get into that, you know, what's purposefully meaningful to you? What problems do you care about in the world? How could you contribute to solutions? And I really loved that last one. I want to dig into that for just a second because I know we're out of time here. But the idea of going, how can you contribute to solutions? Because so much of the conversation about our kids' future is just, what are you good at? Go do that for a job. Whereas this will still honor what they like, what they're good at. And they may not be good at something yet, but they might be willing to go learn the skills to be good at something if it's for their purpose and how can you contribute to the solution can let them come at problems from a different, from various angles. If it's a kid who says the problem I'm concerned about is the environment, they may decide to go to law school because they want to tackle policy issues, mm -hmm. which is not really the the typical route that we would come up with so your route of going what's your purpose and how do you use your strengths and learn new skills to live in that purpose and enjoy that um, i think is amazing and it also doesn't limit them to their job because i know exactly you know not every kid wants their job to be something huge and crazy and i i talked to one of my other daughter about this is you do not have to work in your passion. Mm -hmm. You need to do something you can reasonably enjoy so you're not tearing out your hair at the end of every day. But your passion or your fulfillment, in this, in this case, we're talking about purpose, so your purpose can come outside of your job. Exactly. And, and through the lens of language, just for that example, it sounds like her core value, she might value balance and security and lifestyle. So if, if she really cares about having a balanced life where she's not just to overly focused on her career, that's just a core value and that's how she's expressing that core value, which is totally fine. I would say the, the, if I could leave anyone with this idea of purpose and this positive contribution piece, it's a lot of times when I say purpose or I say make a positive impact, people think that we have to uh, sacrifice all material goods and commit ourselves to the world's biggest challenges. Like we need to go be Gandhi or, you know, someone like that to go out and make a huge difference. But the, the research shows when I talk about positive impact, that it is subjective. Meaning if I feel any sort of action or behavior I do, if I feel like it's making any sort of positive com contribution, I am going to be getting the benefits of purpose whether someone else feels that way or not. So if, you, if your student works at the local, I'm in Massachusetts, so I always say Dunkin' Donuts or the local coffee shop, and if they're working there and they feel that if they can greet 
a construction worker who's been on their feet all day, who's really, really tired, if they can greet them with a smile and give them a warm cup of coffee and give them five minutes of respite from an otherwise very tough day, if they feel like that's a positive contribution, that is a per- purposeful vocation, no matter what they're doing. So it's not so much about the actual job title or what we're doing is do we feel that we are making a positive contribution that feels important to us? So that can be very, very small. You know, I know kindergartners in my area, they're writing thank you cards to postal service workers right now. That might not see like a big contribution, but if that puts a smile on an essential worker's face, that's a positive impact. And students who are doing that are getting benefits to it if they feel like it's important to them. I love that. I love that. All right. And so listeners who want more, Tim does coaching and consulting and his website is timkline.life. So it's T-I-M-K-L-E-I-N.life. And there's also a link on there for his Find Your Way newsletter, which is very interesting. So Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us and help us understand purpose and how we can parent our kids to find purpose and be happier and emotionally healthy. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Mighty parents, thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, if you had an aha moment, got a nugget of wisdom, please share it with another parent you know. Remember that they can listen through their favorite podcast player or at mightyparenting.com. Just click podcast in the menu. Thank you so much for joining us today and being part of the Mighty Parenting community. Remember, you are a mighty parent. You got this. I will see you next week.